This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Romans chapter 8. Man, what a, I mean, what a chapter, but what a book. I mean, what a, a letter that Paul has written. It's so powerful and so rich. I'm so thankful that you joined me in this study. Uh, we've been, Paul saying, we've been set free from the bondage of sin thanks to the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us on the cross. Um, he talks about how we have th- this promise of being raised to life after we take our last breath on this earth. And because of th- Jesus was raised on the third day. And we know that we're going to share in God's glory, Paul says, because we've been adopted by God himself. We are literally a son of God, a daughter of God, all because of what Jesus did for us and the sacrifice he made for us. If we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have been adopted by God himself. And Paul says that we're filled with the Holy Spirit who guides us on a daily basis to make godly decisions that will glorify God. And what we're going to do Uh, in the first part of this podcast is just briefly cover something that Paul mentions uh, here. And this subject is, it's way a lot deeper. It's way more deeper than what we're going to talk about in this podcast. You can Google some stuff and study it on your own. Just be careful uh, what you read and what you study. And and what I want to talk about for a a few minutes is the doctrine of predestination. And I'm going to try to make it as simple as I possibly can. But in, in verses 26 through 30, Paul says, and the Holy, Spirit le- the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit leads us, or pleads for us, I'm sorry, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. One of the most one of the most misused verses in the Bible, taken out of context. Um, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them the right standing, he gave them his glory. That's the New Living Translation that I just read there. The other translations talk about that God predestined them. And when we read this, it, it, it seems as if though God has chosen specific people that can be saved. Most people would say that God has chosen his elect, those that can be saved and go to heaven. And it, it, it seems like he literally has handpicked people to be in heaven and this is this is kind of like this is a very basic uh, definition of the, of the doctrine of the predestination. How God kind of like He just handpicks people. You can go to heaven. You you know it's kind of like the Oprah thing. You can go to heaven. You can go to heaven. You can go to heaven. And you can go to heaven. You can't. Sorry, you can't. Nope, not for you. Sorry, I know you were born, but you can't go either. No, that that's kind of like the 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 doc the doctrine of predestination. Um, like God handpicked people to be in heaven like Jesus handpicked his disciples. Now, I can see where people get the doctrine of predestination 
um, because of what Paul says here in the book of Romans and what he also says in Ephesians 1, 5, when he says, he, talking about God, predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. And so I will admit, me, in, in my study, I will admit that God did predestine us. God did predestine us. I am saying that but not by the doctrine of predestination and what it means as most consider it. And I want to explain what predestination is in my point of view. The first thing I want to mention is this. Did God predestine us? And it's a simple answer. Yes. But I want to explain it as simple as possible, as quickly as possible. God already knows who's going to be in heaven and who's going to be in hell because it's simple as this. God is omniscient. He knows everything. He knows what we're going to speak before it ever becomes a thought in our mind. He he knew Jeremiah before Jeremiah was formed in his mother's womb. God knows the beginning to the end and everything in between. So, yes, God does know who's going to be in heaven and who's going to be in hell because he's all knowing. The second thing I want to point out, God knew man would sin and therefore he had a plan in place before he created anything. In Ephesians 3, 7 through 12, Paul says this, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given uh, given me to preach the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was now was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms. Now listen to verse 11. According to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me read that again, verses 10 and 11. God's intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. In other words, God knew man was going to blow it. He knew Adam and Eve were going to sin. They had a perfect relationship with God. But when God gave them a choice to make, he put that tree in the the midst of the garden and he said, don't eat of that fruit of that tree. Well, he instantly right there gave man a choice and man chose to eat of the tree, the fruit of the tree. They chose sin. And what did God do? He took an animal and sacrificed it right there and he covered Adam and Eve's shame. And he already had a plan in place that his son would be the second Adam, that his son would die as a sacrifice, the final sacrifice that not only covered man's sin, but it washes away man's sin. And it redeems us to God. It restored the relationship that sin, when sin separated us from God, Jesus' sacrifice brought us back together. That's why Paul says, we talked about this in the last podcast. When when we come to Jesus and we make Jesus our Lord and Savior, and we're baptized in that watery grave, and we come up out of that water, a new creation in Christ, 
Our spirit and God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, they're joined together and we are sons of God. We are daughters of God. God had that place in plan long before he created anything. It's as simple as that. Number three, is the sacrifice Jesus made available to only a few? To a certain elect? Or is the sacrifice that Jesus made available to everybody? Mark chapter 8, verse 34 and 35. Jesus says to the crowd, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny, himself, deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. So the question is, who's he talking about? Whoever. Who's the whoever? It's anybody. Anybody that wants to come to Jesus, anybody in that crowd, and we're part of the crowd even today, 2,000 years later, if we want to be a disciple of Jesus, we got to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Him. Because we're a part of that whoever. Anybody. It's available for whosoever. Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Paul says this, Two chapters after uh, he had just uh, said what he said in chapter 8, what we just read. So did Paul contradict himself? Is he talking about predestined? And it's only available for the, uh, a certain few, for the, uh, a certain elect? Or is the gospel and salvation and the sacrifice of Jesus, is it available for everybody? Because he just said, two chapters later, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. 1 John 4, 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in them and them in God. Whosoever shall confess. That means anybody can confess Jesus as the Son of God. Acts chapter 2, verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm going to give one more verse, and that's Acts chapter 17, verse 30. In the New Living Translation, it says, God overlooked people's ignorance about these things in earlier times, but now He commands everyone, everywhere, to repent of their sins and turn to Him. How much plainer can it get? God commands everyone, everywhere, to repent of their sins and turn to Him. The New American Standard Version puts it like this. It says, So having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now proclaiming to mankind, meaning everybody, that all people... How many is all? That's all. It's everybody. Everybody has the opportunity everywhere. God calls them all to repent. So the conclusion of predestination is this. It's just very simple. But you can study it deeper if you want. Some questions we got to ask. Is the blood of Jesus available to a certain few, the elect, or is it available to all? The answer is to all. Does God want a certain elect to be saved, or does God want all people to be saved? Well, we just read the scriptures. A few of them. There's a whole lot more I could have read. But for time's sake, I just picked those uh, five or six. But the answer is God wants everybody to be saved. He gives everybody the opportunity to choose or reject Jesus. Do we have a choice to accept Jesus? Do we have a choice to reject Jesus? The answer is yes to both. So predestination does not mean or it cannot mean that God chooses a certain few to be in heaven. 
But what predestined does mean is that God knew man's going to blow it, so he had a that man would choose sin. And since God knew that man was going to drop the ball, he had a plan in place that would that would help us out that that we could still be saved and be in him in heaven with him for eternity he had a a plan in place to redeem all men and women from sin he had a plan in place to send jesus his son god in the flesh to be the sacrifice to restore man's relationship with god and god has given us a free will god has provided everything that we need to be saved But he has also given us the choice to choose to accept Christ or reject that gift of salvation that he has so freely offered us. It costs him everything. It costs us nothing. Jesus has paid it all. And we have the choice to reject him or accept him. Every boy, girl, man, or woman It's not a certain elect. It's not a certain few. Salvation is for all. It is for anybody. Whosoever will, let him, let her come to me. That's what God says over and over throughout his word. And like I said, you can Google that stuff. Just be careful what you Google. Be careful what you read. So let's move on. Verse 31, Paul says, What shall we say then? Or what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Well, you know what? If you think about it, obviously, anybody can be against us. But hey, so what if they are? What what if somebody's against us and they kill us? Well, you know, we die. But what happens if we die? We enter into the presence of God and we enjoy the benefits of being an adopted son or an adopted daughter of Christ. We don't have to fear death. I had a preacher one time uh, when I was younger. He said, don't scare me. Don't threaten me with heaven is what he said. Don't threaten me with heaven. We don't have to fear death if we're in Christ Jesus. Paul goes on to say, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who does accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. God's going to take care of us. God has done everything that we need for salvation. And God's going to make sure that we're in there. Because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, which is Jesus and God the Father living inside of us by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's given us his word. He's given us everything we need to make it to heaven. All we have to do is choose him. Choose Jesus and live for Jesus. It's really that simple. And here's the thing about that. It, it, it doesn't matter. If we choose Jesus, persecution's coming. Jesus said we're going to be hated because of him. So it, it doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what people say about me. What matters and what only matters is what God says and what God thinks about us. Because only God can see our hearts and nobody else can. They think they can, but they can't. And they're going to hurl all these accusations and condemnations. But remember what Paul said. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that's why he says in verse 34, Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Whew, that's some good stuff right there. <clears throat> We're going to suffer, Paul says, for following Christ. That's a given. It's a package deal. We already talked about that, at least in the last podcast. If we want to share in the glory of God, then we got to share 
and suffering. Jesus suffered. We're no better than Jesus. If we follow Jesus, we're going to suffer. People's going to come against us with all kinds of accusations, friends, family, loved ones, co-workers, strangers, you name it. They're, they're going to find fault with everything and anything that, that we do because that's what people do. They're going to condemn you in all kinds of ways. They're going to hurl insults at you, maybe persecute you physically, but do not fear. God knows our hearts. God knows what's going on in our lives. Nothing, absolutely nothing catches God by surprise. It does not catch God off guard. He's going to take care of us, which is why Paul says, if God is for us, who can ever be against us? Thinking back to Jesus and his disciples, Jesus told them that they would be hated, literally hated, because they live for him. You see, people didn't hate the disciples because of who they were. They didn't even know the disciples, except for the people that you know they grew up with and people in their hometown. They would have known the disciples. They would have known Matthew as a tax collector and a traitor because he was working for the Roman government. They, they would have known uh, Peter, James, and John uh, you know, because they were big-time fishermen, commercial fishermen, and, and the people in the markets, they, they, would, they would know these men as fishermen. But they didn't hate those disciples because of their jobs or who they were. They hated the disciples. They persecuted the disciples. I mean, chopped their heads off, crucified them upside down, boiled them in oil, all these terrible things that the disciples, the apostles, they suffered for the sake of Christ. And that's the reason why they suffered. It wasn't because of who they were. It was because of whose they were. It was because of who was living inside of them. And that was Jesus. And people hate Jesus. Even to this day, in 2023, people hate Jesus. Turn on the news and look around. Just walk outside your door, go to the grocery store, go to a shopping center and, and just watch and listen and you will hear and you will see just how much people hate Jesus. And you're going to be hated not because of you and who you are, but because of Jesus that is living inside of you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when people realize that you are a follower of Christ, you better get ready. You better buckle up because persecution is coming. People will not like you. They're going to hate you. But it's not because of who you are. It's because of whose you are. You belong to Jesus and they hate Jesus that is living inside of you. They may not even know you at all. They may not even know your name, but they, they see something different in you. And they don't like it. Because they realize when you start talking and you tell them that it's Jesus because of Jesus, and they say, hey, there's something, I like you, there's something about you. And you tell them that, that Jesus lives inside of you and you're a servant of Christ and you're living for Jesus, they'll turn on you like a, you know, they're going to turn on a dime and they're going to hate you and they're going to bring persecution and they're going to ridicule you. And that's why a lot of people don't follow Jesus because they, 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 they want people to like them. They want people to love them. They want to be accepted and not rejected. And Jesus says, hey, you're going to be rejected if you follow me. Get ready for it. But hey, it's worth it. It's worth it. And stay faithful. And here's the thing that should encourage you to let Jesus shine through you, the light of Jesus shine through you in a dark world. Paul says that Jesus is sitting at the Father's right hand and he's pleading for you and me if we belong to Christ. He's pleading for us. And if you think back to when Stephen was being stoned in Acts chapter 7, there was a young man 
that the Pharisees was laying their coats at his feet, and that young that young man's name was Saul. He's he's watching everything that's happening. He's he's watching these people pick up these stones and cast them and hurl them at Stephen. And as the stones get bigger and Stephen starts to go down, this young man named Saul would hear Stephen say these words in Acts chapter seven verse fifty six. Look, I see heaven open. And the Son of Man standing, not sitting, but standing at the right hand of God. That's Oh, that's good. Jesus was letting Stephen, the very first martyr of the, of the church, his followers, Jesus is letting Stephen know that even though he is suffering right now, that it's just temporary, it's just for a few minutes, yes, those rocks hurt, yes, it's beating you down, yes, there's a lot of pain, yes, they're cracking your skull wide open, yes, there's blood flowing, Yes, you're about to take your last breath. Yes, you're going through a lot of pain for a few minutes. But once you take your last breath, you're going to be with me up here in heaven. I, I got you, man. That's what Jesus is saying. He wasn't sitting at the Father's right hand pleading for Stephen. He is standing at the Father's right hand, looking down and saying, Stephen, I see what you're going through, but it's going to be over with in a few minutes. I went through it, and I got you. I know what it's like. I'm going to take care of you. In just a few minutes, you're going to be with me for eternity. That suffering is only for a little while. It's just for a season. But you being in my presence and enjoying the benefits of my glory here with me in heaven, it's for eternity. That little bit of persecution you're going through, it's going to be worth it. Stay with Jesus. Stay with Jesus. He's reassuring Stephen that everything's going to be okay. And no matter what you are going through, God is not surprised. He's not caught off guard. He knows what you're dealing with. He sees your tears. He, he hears your pleas. He, he hears your cries. But He wants you to know that your suffering, it's only temporary. And if you just stay faithful, stay faithful, keep your eyes on Jesus, the glory that you're going to share with Him in heaven very soon will be for eternity. Let's finish chapter 8. In verse 35, Paul says, Can anything ever separate us from the Christ's love? Does it mean that He no, no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the Scriptures say, For your sake we are killed every day and we are being slaughtered like sheep. Paul says no, no in verse 37. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. And here's the key that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's something revealed it, the curtain's been pulled back, and you can see it. It's not been done in secret. It's revealed. Who was revealed? God. How was God revealed? He put on flesh, and His name was Jesus. His name was Emmanuel, God with us. John says in John 1, 14, we saw Jesus. We, we, we saw God in the flesh. We could reach out and touch Him. We could have supper with Him. We could have drinks with Him. We could have conversations with Him. The love of God has been revealed and has been revealed through His Son, Jesus Christ. And so many people 
who make Jesus their Lord and Savior, including me, have struggled with or are struggling with the thought that God does not love them because of what they're going through. A storm comes through and they, or they're going through some kind of life challenge, whatever it is, fill in the blank with whatever. We all have something that we're struggling with at one time or another. And I've been told and I've, or I've been asked many times by people, if God loves me, then why is he letting this happen to me? And that's the wrong question to ask. Just point blank. That's the wrong question to ask. It's the, it's the wrong way to look at it. Your perspective is out of whack. Whatever you're dealing with, it could be happening because God loves you. Jesus said and Paul said that we will suffer for our walk with Jesus. And don't forget that there's an enemy out there that will do whatever he can to discourage us from walking with Jesus. He will use anybody he can, including those who are the closest to our hearts, our our spouses, our wives, our husbands, our children even, to discourage us, to get us to take our eyes off of Jesus and focus on these situations that are going on around us. Hey, the devil knows our fate, and he he knows his fate, I should say. The devil knows his fate, and he wants us to join him in hell. He does not want us going to heaven. He wants us to go to hell with him. And so we have to be on guard. Don't fall for it. That's why, uh, was it Peter? I can't remember where the verse is now. But he says, be sober, be alert for the enemy. He, he's, he, he's, he's going around roaring like a lion. He's seeking those that he can devour. Well, who does a lion devour? Those who are weak. <laughs> and going back to what I said in the last podcast and the podcast before that, we got to be in the Word. we got to have strong faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We have to be in the Word so that our faith can be strong. And we got to be listening to the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to lead our lives. He's got to dominate our minds because Whoever dominates our mind, whether it's the Holy Spirit or whether it's the power of sin. If it's the power of sin, then we're going to go into sin. If it's the Holy Spirit, then we're going to listen and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. Look, Satan knows his fate and he wants us to join him. And he's going to do everything that he can to discourage us from following God. Don't fall for it. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That's why I do this podcast. The basis of this, the, ba- the base scriptures for this podcast is Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, that talks about getting rid of sin that's so easily it, 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 it holds us back. You know, get out of, get, put away that weight of sin and, and, and focus on Jesus and keep our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the, the finisher of our faith. Don't fall for the lies and the schemes like Adam and Eve did, like many others have done. Don't fall for the temptations of trying to be like God. Because that's what Satan did in the garden with Adam and Eve, especially Eve when he was talking to Eve. He says, you're not going to die if you eat that fruit. In fact, if you eat that fruit, you're going to be just like God. You'll know both good and evil, as if evil was something good to know about. No, they already had a perfect relationship with God. 
And he thought, you know, I can have something better than God. I'll just eat this fruit and I'll be like God. I'll be my own God, little G. And that's what people are doing today. That's why people, that's why Paul wrote Romans chapter one. We reject God because we want to do what we want. We want to, to, to live the way we want to live. And we don't want some God that we can't even see telling us how to live our lives. We choose to be our own God, little G. But here's the thing. We can't get into heaven on our own. We can't wash away our sins. We can't do anything to get rid of our sin. We cannot do anything to redeem ourselves and to make our relationship with God uh, better. Sin has separated us from God. And if we die without the Holy Spirit, Paul says, we just studied in a couple of podcasts ago, if we die without the Holy Spirit, we die separated from God because we ain't getting to God without the Holy Spirit. We're not getting to God without the sacrifice that Jesus has made. We're not getting into heaven without accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's why Jesus said in John 14 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. So if we want to get to the throne of God and we want to enter into heaven for eternity, then we got to have Jesus. If we don't have Jesus, we don't have the Holy Spirit. We don't have Jesus living inside of us. We don't have God the Father living inside of us. And we ain't got a hope. We don't have a prayer. We don't have a chance because without the Holy Spirit, we cannot please God. That's what Paul has said here in Romans chapter 8. You are already, if you belong to Christ, you are already enjoying a relationship with God. Keep that in mind on a daily basis because when we are suffering persecution and a life challenge, a storm has come into our lives, don't be discouraged and don't turn your back on God. Run to God. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you because Satan is going to come in like a roaring lion and he's going to throw all kinds of discouragement and temptation your way and he's going to do whatever he can to get you to fall. Don't give in to the schemes and the lies of the devil. Keep your eyes on Jesus and stay faithful. And like in Ephesians 6, when Paul's saying, when you've done everything you can do, just stand. You're tired, you're weary, you you want to give up? Don't give up the fight. Just stand and let God work in you and through you. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. Stay focused on Jesus. Keep grinding. That's the whole that's the whole theme of this podcast is to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. Keep grinding knowing that nothing, as Paul says, absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of God or from the love that God has for you and for me, for us, that has been revealed to us through Christ Jesus. The bottom line is, hang on to Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please email me at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or text me at the number that's provided in the outro. If you do know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please tell people about him. Give them the hope that you have. Give them that opportunity to share or to reject or accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And if you're too nervous to do that, share this podcast with them. 
And that way they're going to hear all about Jesus and they're going to hear about how they too can accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast. Thank you for sharing the Grinded Podcast with your friends and your family and your coworkers. Because when you share the Grinded Podcast, you're sharing Jesus. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Grinded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grinded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.